podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm digital content director Vinny Driscoll, and on this episode, I am joined by Jenna Coranta, VP of Sales and Business Innovation at NOS Apparel, to discuss prospect prospecting tips for newbies. Jenna, welcome to the social angle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited too. How are things out in Newport Beach, California today? Oh, kind of, kind of gloomy. Um, really? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'll get outside and do an outside workout today. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, out here on the East Coast, um, it's been brutally hot and it's been brutally dry. Um, but today's not too bad. It's going to be about 90 degrees and no rain in the forecast. We could certainly use it. But you guys, I know out in California, you're always thirsting for some rain. So um, <laughs> now we now I know what it feels like to live out in California. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. I'm looking at palm trees as we speak, so no complaints. <laughs> Can't complain, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, no. Again, so we're talking to Jenna Coranta, and we are talking um, uh, prospecting tips for newbies. We're going to cover a lot today, you know, not just that, um, and we'll get into it. But uh, Jenna, before we get started, can you give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, and how you found yourself in the promo industry? Yeah, crazy story, actually. Every time I think about it, I'm like, holy crap, how did this happen? So um, I was actually in the fitness industry for 11 years, uh, the majority of my life. Um, So I was a personal trainer. I ran gyms. I was the general manager. I was a fitness manager. And uh, I just I love people. I love serving people. I loved helping people meet their physical needs um, and hit their physical goals. And uh, from there, I started working for uh, Equinox Fitness, one of the best fitness brands in in the in the world, if you ask me. Um, and I was running their flagship West Hollywood location. And working in that environment became less about helping people hit their goals. It became more about helping people be sexy and hot. And I got it got old real quick for me. So I ended up just deciding, you know, I want an office job. I want to work a normal office job with normal people. And I just want to sell stuff. I love sales. I love talking to people. And so I threw my uh, resume up on, at the time, Craigslist, which is like super shady now, but Craigslist, uh, Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. What a, what a nerd. Um, and I got a phone call back from a gentleman named Larry Mariminguez. And at the time, Larry was the inside sales manager for Alpha Broder. He left me a voicemail. I, w- I was working out. I'll never believe, I'll never forget the moment. I had this voicemail and it was this guy saying, hey, Larry, uh, hey, Jen, I'm you know, Larry Mariminguez with Alpha Broder. I'd love to interview you for the inside sales position. Had no idea who Alpha was, had no idea what they did. All I knew is I just wanted a normal job. So I took the interview and within, you know, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes of that first interview, Vincent, I knew I wanted to be at Alpha Broder, but I still didn't understand what they did. Sure. But I knew I wanted to be there. I had met my my future colleagues that I'm still very, very close with many of them. Um, Larry impressed me. The VP of sales at the time, Chris Blakesley, impressed me. And I just thought, man, I want to be like that guy. He's such a rock star. And he's over at Bella Canvas now. Right. So I knew that I wanted to be a part of what they were doing. I saw, you know, Adidas on the wall, Bella Canvas. I saw American Apparel. Um, and I just knew I wanted to be there. Once I got my feet wet, I would say within probably two months or so, I remember saying to myself, I'm going to be be the best inside sales rep this company's ever had. And I spent three years with the inside sales team there at Alpha. And then I said to myself, I need to be an outside sales rep. I'm going to be the best outside sales rep this company's ever had. And uh, I, I made my, you know, climbed the ladder, fought my way up to the top. 
Um, and I ended my career with Alpha in 2019. Um, so gracious for my time there. I, I love those people. Um, as the senior consultant for the company, and I managed the larger relationships for the West Coast. So I was in that seat for about two or three years. And then I realized I need experience on the customer side. So I jumped to the distributor side and I was so blessed to work with a company, a Facilis member, DSG International, okay. out here in El Segundo. Just uh, two incredible guys that I got to to work with for um, for two years. Um, and now I'm here at NAS Apparel and uh, could not be more blessed. This was absolutely my destiny to be back on the supplier side. And I knew that. I just thought I'd be doing it for Alpha Brother, but um, couldn't be more blessed to be here. So you had, you had no um, sales experience. Uh, and promo, no. The only sales experience I had was selling myself right, right. in person to sure. folks trying to, I just want to be the trainer, you know, let me change your right. life. And so I, I did that by free education. I used to stand in 24-hour fitness as a trainer. Oh my gosh. I have not even talked about this in years. I used to stand at the bottom of the staircase. So upstairs with all the, all the weight machines and dumbbells and whatnot, downstairs with all the cardio basketball courts. I used to stand at the bottom of the stairs with a little table, like a card table that I would bring every day. And I would just hand out free fitness tips. I would hand out on a little piece of paper, like a, like a fortune cookie, right? That sure. size, yeah. uh, hydration facts, uh, female, you know, how, how the female body absorbs protein. So I just gave free information away. And I just had at the time, my email address, holy crap. It was dimple re my mother made it dimple. <laughs> dimple re my middle name is marie they call me riri but dimple re at sbcglobal.net and i would say if you, if you had a question just shoot me an email and that's how i'd get clients um just giving free information away right. and that was in 2000 2000 up until 2010 that still works giving free education over delivering and giving no matter what you sell that still works it's fascinating. Like I love, I always ask people the question, like how they got into the promo industry, because um, more often than not, people get into this industry um, in strange ways. You know, they're, myself included, you know, I took a job um, back in 2007 for ASI for really website management. Um, no social media experience because in 2007, social media for a business really wasn't around. Um, yeah. You know, and so I had to learn all that on the fly. I, I didn't know about this industry. Um, and, mo and a lot of people that I talk to on this podcast are in the same boat. They, they sort of find their way into this industry. Yeah. They've never heard of it before they get here and then they're in it and they love it. And <laughs> there's no turning back. You know, for me, it's 15 years. I've been here 15 years. I never thought I would be in this industry, um, this long. Um, you know, my first year I was like, I kind of don't get this. Like I, you know, it's B2B. I don't, yeah. you know, it wasn't really kind of brought up in this industry, you know, it takes some time to get used to. Um, so yeah, you know, listening to people tell their stories about um, how they find their way into promo is is always a fascinating, fascinating way to kind of learn a little bit more about them. I, I don't know how people leave. I love this industry. I, I have some of my dearest friends. I've been doing this in this industry since 2010. I don't know how people leave. In fact, one of my one of my sales reps, Christine Ng, she left and went to Urban Outfitters. And I was like, no, no, I'm gonna rein you back in. I my daughter is 10. Sometimes I'm like, golly, I just wish I wish I could bring Gracie into this because it's such uh, a special industry. But well, they, they do direction. leave. They do <laughs> yeah. leave and they come back. You know, I've 100%. seen it happen many times. People leave the industry and then they come back, you know, with another company or something. And that's the that's what this industry is all about. It's you know, relationships. A lot of great people and it, it's hard when you leave you know because you, you do realize that you've, you've 
you built some really amazing relationships. And it yeah. once you understand this industry, once you get it, and once it clicks, it's a, it's a tough industry to leave. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. So, so let's talk. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of, of what we're here to talk about. And I really want to kind of talk about a quote that you posted on LinkedIn because you're very active on LinkedIn. You wrote on NASA Apparel's page because you do a lot of their. Uh, their copywriting for their for their page. You wrote, we feel the future of outreach is growing your network, then selling to your existing network as opposed to reaching out to strangers. I love this quote. Can you explain what you mean by this and the role social media plays in growing your network? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So in in well in life in general, uh transparency is wins the race. So doesn't matter what the hell you're selling. I don't give a shit what you're selling. If you're not transparent, with the person you're trying to sell that product to, what are you doing? Um, and so the way that I look at LinkedIn is, uh, well, the way that I looked at, look at social media in general is I look at it as it's, I'm hosting a dinner party. And every time I post on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is, I am hosting a dinner party and I am inviting folks to my home to sit at my table, eat my food and hear what I have to say. So it better be damn good. I hate my time wasted. And it should bother anyone when somebody is wasting your time. So if you're posting on social media, don't waste people's time. Make sure it's solid content that is educational or something that is of value to them. So in regards to that quote, the way that I approach LinkedIn or Instagram is, you know, building an audience, building my own network. So for me, I get behind the camera all the time. You probably see that. I'm always behind the mm -hmm. camera. I always send voice messages. I sent you a voice message. Yep. So I make a point to be completely personal. I rarely send emails. I rarely reply to LinkedIn messages with typing. I usually send either uh, I use Loom or I send a voice message. What I am doing is I am building a network. I am building my own community. I am branding myself. And then from there, I am absolutely over delivering and find figuring out in that moment, what's their pain point? How can I help them versus just picking up the phone and calling on some stranger? So every single day without fail, I easily send between 20 and 50 messages, introduction messages to Halo reps, ASB reps, Nadell reps, Facilis members, uh, you name it. I'm sending a quick introduction of who I am and I am very crystal clear with my intent. I am letting them know, hey, I am looking to connect with future customers. That's it. So when they connect, either I've already strategically planned to, to attack them at a different time, or I am waiting for them to connect. I thank them. And then I am very direct. I ask them to earn 15 to 20 minutes on their calendar when they have time to share more about what they do. I don't talk about NAS. I don't talk about the polo shirts I have to offer. No one cares. You know what people care about? How you can help them change their life. So that's right. my approach. And that is where my fitness think I'm so thankful that I was put in that place in my life for 11 years in the fitness industry to really physically sell myself and change people's lives. I got a taste of that. And then I was like, holy shit, I want to do this the rest of my life. So that's kind of the way that I approach LinkedIn and the way that I approach Instagram is I am focused on building my own audience, my own network. And those are the people that I attack. Those I love, are the people that, that I pursue. Totally. I love that answer. Um, you know, in a, it's like a microcosm of what my show is all about. It's it's about building relationships on social media. Um, you know, that to me, I think, is is where the, the biggest utility of social media comes into play. You know, it's yeah. not about um, pushing out your sales sheets and posting your 
content Ugh. and you know without any type worst. of rhyme or reason it's about engaging with people it's about building your network about forging the relationships people buy from those they know like and trust like social media is free you know use it to your advantage and then like i you know kind of a segue to my next question is about you know cold calling versus warm calling uh social media allows you to warm up a cold call you know i've been telling people you know for years hey look cold calls don't have to happen anymore like you no. can use social media you can learn so much about a person about somebody that you want to target before you even target them social media is is and look people use privacy settings and yes it's some people it's harder to kind of crack than others but there's yeah. there's a, social media allows you to find out about people and it can help you get that inroad that you're going to need to find out more about these people you can find out birthdays you know like things that you know you can just kind of slide in and, and do your research do your do, research and people are vetting us every single day right i'm a startup right nas apparel is a startup do i know that people are vetting me on instagram they're vetting me on facebook and they're vetting me on linkedin what the hell is this girl going to say next who is our team holy crap it's it's a team of ex alpha broder folks i know that that's what's happening right now so it is so important that myself, Elson, Christine, Melissa, Lee, Ryan Noss, that we are always consistent with what we're pr promoting and pushing out there, but that we are also sharing about our lives. Right. That right. is transparency. I am very vocal that I am, my dad is my best friend. I'm very vocal that my dad is my role model. I am very vocal that my daughter is my life. I am very vocal that I love my little eight pound chihuahua, you know? Uh, people get it. Like I work out every single day, you know, so I am completely transparent. There's no bullshit here, you know? And so it's really easy to spot on social media. I can think of two people right now in my head. It's really easy to spot, to spot on social media, the fakes. They're not consistent. Right. Right. So it's like, don't be like that. Let right. people in, let people see who you really are and let them make a decision at that point. No, Share yourself, let people I in. I agree hundred percent humanize yourself. Um, you know, you are your personal brand, make yeah. yourself relatable, make yourself yeah. human. And that will make you relatable and people will go to people that they know like, and trust. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, the kind of ju the gist of it. They're like, Hey, if you use social media enough, which I know you do, they're going to say, Hey, I know Jenna, I can approach her. Boom. You know, it's like you stay top of mind with all the uh, social media that you do now. I got to, you know, back up for a second to the cold call. Now, I know cold calling is still a thing. You know, I was never in the sales. Um, but with social media, do you believe that people should be making cold calls still in 2022? Is there a place for that? Or is it only warm calls for you? Okay, so I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but I th this is my answer. Um, I went to ASI last week, Chicago, right? NASA Apparel did not have a booth. It was me. And I went for one reason. I went to prospect and I went to cold call. So for me, I cold called all week last week. I went to three separate Starbucks around McCormick place just to look for people with ASI badges to figure out who was a supplier, who was a distributor. And I introduced myself, gave out free hats and business cards to anyone I saw, whether they were a distributor or a supplier, because my job here at NOS is to spread the good word about what we were doing. I physically was cold calling all week last week, okay? I walked back with numbers of meetings and, and interest, and my team has been slammed with the follow-up. So me extending my hand in an elevator to a, a lady that I met um, who actually has already given us a really nice hat opportunity, 
I saw that she had a badge in, in the elevator. I extended my hand. I said, hey, I'm Jenna Kranta. I'm the vice president of sales over at NOS Apparel. We're a startup. I gave her a hat and I said, I would love to earn 20 minutes on your calendar next week. I want to learn more about what you do. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm actually looking for hats right now. And so we, we covered our field hat and I think we're going to get the order. So nice. cold calling for me, it could mean, you know, in person or it could mean, well, shit, this person is an AS by ASB rep. I am going to just cold call them. I'm going to introduce right. myself. Why not? If you're in sales, you should be prepared to introduce yourself to anyone and everyone at the drop of a hat, which is probably going to lead you to the elevator pitch. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, you know, I think you set yourself up really well for this type of um, cold calling through your fitness, you know, like just having a booth, not a booth, but like having a, a table, handing out your card. I think that is kind of, you know, you've been set up to, to yeah. accept that that is a reality of of the salesperson. And, and it sounds like you do it really well. Well, my dad, I, I watched, well, my, both of my parents, um, my, my, both of my parents own their own business. And, you know, my dad was just, uh, he's, a, he's such a fantastic leader. So I grew up watching my dad excel. And what he did was he talked to everyone. My dad to this day, I mean, growing up, people would say, what, Bob, what are you doing? Writing a book? Because my dad, all he does is ask questions. Even to this day, sometimes it still annoys me. I love you, dad, if you're watching. <laughs> um, but but I get that from him. I'm totally my father's daughter. I ask questions. I ask a lot of questions, but that's how you learn. You know, I don't really right. have much to share. Let me ask you what I need to know. And then I'm going to find a very strategic way to attack. Yeah. So it sounds like you're you're pretty much an extreme extrovert, which which I think helps when you're going to be asking lots of questions. I know as somebody who's an introvert, I come, you know, I'm, I'm introverted, but I have learned, you know, especially with, with doing the show that I have to kind of come out of my shell and I have to, you know, be able to, to put myself in uncomfortable situations. And I've been doing yeah. that for a while. And it's almost like it's, it's now a new normal for me, but yeah. it doesn't mean I, I'm comfortable with it all the time. Now, for introverts um, who may may not be good at asking questions, what what kind of advice could you give them? Get out of your own way. If you're if you're in sales, uh, you can be an introvert on the weekends. That's cool. But at the end of the day, if you are afraid to get behind the camera, if you're afraid to post on social media, if you're afraid to do engagements like this, then why are you in sales? People are going to come in and take your relationships. They're going to steal your business. And, you know, that that's just the way it is. So it's okay. I actually feel like this is crazy. I actually feel like in the last year I've learned about myself. I think I'm actually an introvert. Oh, I am. Okay. I actually recharge. Uh, alone time is really important to me. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time being in large groups. Um, I do much better with one-on-one, one-on-three conversations, to be honest. I was nervous about this today. Holy crap. Uh, Yesterday, I told, I told Christine Ng, who works on my team, I was like, I'm like really nervous. I get nervous about situations like this. Sure. But I still I do. Have, yeah. But Christine's like, it's just a conversation. And she's right, right? right. It's a conversation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's fine that you're an introvert, extrovert. That's fine. But you can't be afraid to introduce yourself. Right. If you are, you probably should not be doing sales. Right. And or, or social media. And, you know, we yeah. talked about putting yourself out there on social media, um, having you become part of the conversation. You're part of, you know, what your business is doing. Yeah. You can't be you can't be afraid to be in front of the camera. You know, I learned, you know, years ago that, hey, if I'm going to be doing the bulk of ASI social media, I have to at some point get in front of the camera. 
And then, you know, this is back in 2016, 2017, when the live stream started becoming popular, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this, yeah. but I forced myself to do it. Same principle for sales. Like you're going to have to put yourself out there at some point. If you're an in introvert, you can do it. I'm, you know, and sorry that I assumed that you were an extrovert because well, you're just. It's okay. Just... I thought I was my whole life. <laughs> if this is only. Yeah. Listen, it, listen, I'm going to open up here. Transparent for the people that are watching. Um, I'm going through a divorce. I got married in 2019. Um, I filed for divorce. Um, unfortunately, I had to file for divorce in 2021, very early in 2021. With that being said, through that process, I have learned I am not what I thought I was. I thought I was an extrovert um, my entire life because everyone told me I was. I'm not. Huh. Yeah. It's amazing because I, I, I've been learning more about it, um, you know, and like you said, like introverts uh, recharge um, yeah. in isolation. You know, they're, yeah. they're people who yes. get, their, get their energy from, from being alone, you know, and yeah. my wife is the opposite of me. She gets her energy from um being in crowds and, and being around others and you know going on vacation and doing all that me like i'm the opposite and i i've learned you know that's how this works and whether or not you're introvert extrovert you can overcome the situations in which you're not yeah. comfortable in and yeah. i think being in sales you know extrovert introvert doesn't matter you just have it to doesn't. be able, yeah you have to figure out how to make it work if you if you want to get to where you want to be yeah. And here's the thing, right? We've been running this business boot camp that has absolutely taken off for us. We call it field training. In field training, every week there is a coaching tip. And let me tell you, tip number week, week one is elevator pitch and get out of your own damn way. Huh. So most people, um, myself included, I get in my own way sometimes. Seriously, sure. I do, right? Get out of your own way. Extrovert, introvert, doesn't matter. Just you have to be comfortable. No, that's not true. You have to have a passion for people. You need to have a passion to help people and serve people. And for me, I have a passion to change people's lives, whether that is through this or through wellness or through NAS apparel. That that's yeah. Well, that's great. So uh, let's let's get to the the questions that everyone's here for, and, and I'm really excited. We have a lot of comments coming in, and we'll get to those in a second. Now, when it comes to um, prospecting, uh, Jenna, I have to ask you. Um, which networks, and I think I know the answer that you're going to give me here, which networks do you find work best for your needs? Uh, LinkedIn for sure. Okay. That's where I am starting. the. Let me tell you what I do. So yesterday I was cold calling prospecting on a group of ASB reps that I have yet to connect with. I connected with them on LinkedIn, introduced myself, was clear with my intent. I want to connect with you because you're a future customer for me. Then from there, I find them on Instagram. I send a follow request and then I send a voice message. And then I say, hey, just connect with you on LinkedIn. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I can earn some time on your calendar. Um, this for me is the best place to connect because Instagram is, I live on Instagram all day sure. just with customers. I get quote requests on Instagram. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. So that's what I do. I'm just building relationships, you know? Um, that's what I know how to do. That's really all I know how to do. So no, prospecting for the it's fascinating for me to hear. I mean, I know LinkedIn uh, works for many for many people's needs in this industry, um, you know, and that's one network that I would say, hey, if you have to be on one network, that's probably the one that you should be on. Um, but again, like it, it depends on what your needs are and where mm -hmm. your audience is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm also a big believer in Facebook groups, like Facebook groups. Yeah. Without groups, 
Facebook might as well not even exist from a business perspective. 100%. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe in Facebook um, from a business perspective. Like you know, business pages are good as sort of like a you know a, a digital sure. uh, yellow pages for your business uh, yeah. because you know I feel like uh, if you don't have a presence, sometimes on Facebook people will go somewhere else. But groups are where people are are, are doing business in our industry. Um, you know, LinkedIn for sure. That's a it's a really, it's the most buttoned up social media, you know, it's for businesses and, and business people. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned Instagram, Instagram is, is huge. You, you mentioned you get quotes, um, through your Insta, Instagram DMS, like that is not uncommon in this industry. People are doing business through their DMS on Instagram. Because yeah, people are on social media and, and it's the easiest way to connect. Um, I give my phone number out to, to people that need it, but people seem to want to connect on Instagram. And so even now crazy, I, I don't text as much. I'm on, I, I slip into people's DMS. Right. All right. So let's, let's see what we got as far as comments and questions. We seem to have a lot here. Um, let's see uh, a lot of shout out to some of your your quotes here, we've got um, Sheena Marie says educational content is definitely super sticky. And, I, you know, we preach that here on this show, um, you know, use social media to educate, you know, like yeah. if you're educating people on social media, you know, you're not selling, but you're, you're coming in as a thought leader. You're somebody who is providing value. And I think that's very, very important. And you're going to stay top of mind. And yes. when somebody has a problem, and they need a solution, you may be the one that they think of because you're the one on social media providing the value, providing the education, and they'll be like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe I'll reach out to so-and-so, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden you have a potential, uh, you know, a business relationship. So to me, I feel like you're, you're the expert of what you do. And, and I say that all the time, you know, there should not be imposter syndrome on, on social media. Um, if you are the expert in your field, which you are, you're a small business owner um, for, for a lot of people in this industry, you know your business better than anyone, right? So get on there and educate yeah. the people oh my gosh. about what you do. If you're not, listen, if you own a business, okay, so 52% of small business owners post on social media every single day. That other 48%, I don't know what the heck you guys are doing. It's mm -hmm. social, it, come on, it, let's don't, get behind the camera. Start connecting with people, start building your network, start, start building loyalty, customer loyalty and, and see what happens. I promise you, your business will, will boom. It will. I agree. I agree. And I, and I talk about this a lot and I say, you know, especially for those introverts, the people who are apprehensive about getting in front of the camera, um, the ones who, who fear imposter syndrome, the ones who don't think that they should be doing you know, what the kids are doing, the interns yeah. are doing, like, th forget all that bullshit. That doesn't, that is no longer the case. It's not 2010 anymore. Like you can get, you can do it. Like you can get in front of that camera. You can educate, you can, you know, you can promote who you are, what your business stands for, your values, yep. all that. Once you do that, you're going to realize that your business is going to be, you know, more relatable, more human and more yeah. approachable. Yes. And, and also please post about real shit. Don't post about, don't post workouts. You're not actually doing don't post like post real shit because otherwise it's really easy to tell who the fakes are. Okay. The rule for Instagram and for my, for LinkedIn, for myself is give, 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 ask, give, give, ask, give, ask, give, give. So it's like, get, you know, it's just ebb and flow. You have right. to over deliver. You have right. to earn that trust.
Right. Don't post fake shit. I love it. All right. So we, uh, Rebecca Lynn writes, as an introvert myself, I enjoy being behind the scenes, support of these types of amazing salespeople. Y'all are the absolute best. Very inspiring. I, you know, I used to feel the same way, Rebecca, until I was, I wasn't forced to be in front of the camera. But to me, I, you know, I, I knew I had to get outside of my uh, discomfort zone and get in front of the camera and, and make it happen. And it, and it, it has happened. You know, yeah. I'm still nervous about being in groups and being at shows. But I've been able to kind of push myself out of that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, I hear you. I also want to plug one thing. Rebecca, thank you for joining. So, Vincent, um, Rebecca is actually on my team. That woman is a rock star. She makes NOS happen behind the scenes. Thank you, Rebecca. You're a godsend. <laughs> that's um, awesome. She's a godsend. Um, but, but that's the reality. I went through something super gnarly in 2017. I, I was involved in a mass shooting, and I made a decision after that just to be myself i don't give a shit if, if it, people if i have haters great if i people don't like me that's fine um i'm not for everyone and i know that but the reality is i am definitely i definitely just have such a passion to help people and um i don't want my time wasted and i'm not gonna waste right. your time you know and so it, it, the way that i look at social media is if i am going to post something it is it is my dinner party it's something you need to know right right and you post all the time, which to me, I feel like you have a lot to say and it's valuable. So, um, you know, it, kudos to you for understanding, you know, the value that social media brings to any conversation and for doing yeah. it right. You know, like I, I wouldn't have you on the show if I didn't think what you were doing um, was valuable. So, you know, kudos you. to you. And I'm glad that you're, you're doing some really cool things. Um, now, I need to ask you this question because this is one of those questions that, you know, I don't often ask people uh, because don't, I don't make me want... cry. I cry really <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, this is one of those questions. Like you know, it's about spilling the secret sauce about using mm. social media. Um, mm. Can you give a quick example of how you would use social media to prospect? You may have gone over this a little bit, yeah. But people in this industry, especially, you know, they want real world examples of how you went from A, which is basically a cold call, to Z, which is a transaction. Can you give us how social media can fill in the gaps between A and Z. Yeah, so for, for NOS Apparel, um, I'm gonna walk you through our three steps of the sales cycle because that's important to answer this question. Um, this is actually, in my opinion, what every sales cycle should be. Three stages, the find stage, we're finding, we're identifying the targets, we're finding the mm -hmm. prospects, right? The find stage. Then we move into the win stage. The job here is to win the relationship. We're not winning orders, we're winning the relationship. Right. We're winning right. over the loyalty, okay? And then the last stage of the cycle, which is where you're gonna live forever, is the grow stage. You're constantly trying to grow, re-engage, over-deliver, give, give, ask, re-deliver, right? So for me, and the find stage is, is the social media prospecting, right? So mm -hmm. for me, for example, I'll bring this up again, ASB, if any of you guys are listening, obviously you guys are a big target for us. ASB, right? So I will go, there's there's a ton of sales reps I have yet to connect with. So sure. I know they are a target. I have found my target. Boom, I go into the win stage. Now I'm gonna reach out to them. I am gonna be using my elevator pitch. I am gonna state my intent, which is I want to connect with you because you are a future customer for me. And then from there, I move forward. So with that being said, I think that prospecting on LinkedIn you should be doing every single day. I don't care if you're a realtor. It doesn't matter what you do. I, I had a chef 
cold call on me uh, yes, last night. He sent me a message and said, I see that you are the VP of sales for a large corporation. If you are planning any corporate events, here is my menu. Here's my price range. Here's my information. I, I, Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, thank you for reaching out. You never know. He's in San Diego. Right, right. I mean, you never know, you know? He cold called me and I took the bait and I'm into it, you yeah. know? So at the end of the day, he was just super authentic, you know, and super, super legit. So I appreciate his style. But when it comes to prospecting on LinkedIn or Instagram, just be real, figure out who the target is and let them know. You don't have to make up this story of like, hey, right. let's right, connect. Right. Just and freaking I, be honest. And I think it's I important sell you. though, he did his research and it's yeah. the people that do the research even though maybe you're not interested in what they're trying to sell, right? You, okay, you're not interested, but they know something about you. They know something about your business. They've done their homework. And while most of those go unanswered, you know, they're cold calls, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to answer this, this person. There's something that stands out for those types of contacts that says, you know, that you'll remember. This person did their homework. They looked me up. They, they found information about me. They know who I work for. Would, look, with social media, it's not that hard. You know, it's not that hard to find out information about people. But when you get these random unsolicited DMs that have nothing to do with oh my anything, it's so frustrating. Wait, do you want to know what I do when I get those? No joke. I got one <laughs> last week. Some guy hit me up and he was trying to sell me some like B2C platform, data. I'd love to meet with you. It sounds like we're in line with what Nasa Perel does. I responded back and I said, do you even know what I do? I am not a good fit for you. This was a waste of your time and now you're wasting mine. Please move on. That's all I said. Yeah. Yeah. And I look, don't care. I would love to, to have the time to do that because I don't, not that you have time to do that, but I've thought about doing those types of things, but I'm just, I get so many of them where I'm just like, oh my God, like, <sighs> what do they think I do? Like, you know, I just move on. I ignore it. No uh, research. They're not doing yeah. research. And you, you know what they are? Those are the people with the satchels, with the bird feed, and they're just throwing the bird feed. What a, hey, right. bro, target, fit, do your research. And so yeah. when I prospect, I like when we're done, I'm definitely going to hit. I have about 30 ASB reps I'm going to plan to hit after you and I are done today. So with that being said, I have my target. And I'm going to stick with that until I'm done, until I've accomplished that task. And then I'm going to move on to Halo. Then I'll probably move on to Bamco. That's me, you're on notice. You're, yeah. you're up next. Heads up. I'm coming for you. All right. So Kate Plummer has a great question. Um, Kate. Hi, Kate. Yeah, we both know Love Kate. this woman. Um, so do you plan any of your posts or, or are they all on the fly? Great question. Great question, Kate. It actually gives me an opportunity to compliment my team. So separate parts here. Um, Christine Ng, who is on my team, and then Melissa Zerkoffman, they are my inside NAS uh, consultants. So they're our inside sales rep. They have a marketing background. That has been my approach here at NAS Apparel. I'm not hiring sales reps. You guys can get that everywhere else. The industry does not need another promotional products sales rep. What the industry needs is service and folks that over deliver and help you grow your business the right way. So I brought them on because I wanted folks with a marketing background. With that being said, those two women, along with uh, Lee and the rest of our creative team, they run our social media. And I would say they plan it probably a week out. We are constantly pivoting. Christine is constantly pivot, pivot, pivot. Real, we'll save this for next week. We got to post this real this week. So she plans a week out. When it comes to LinkedIn, Kate, or Instagram, Definitely just on the fly. If if my gut feels like, oh, I should post something, it's it's just a gut feeling. 
Yeah, I, lo I, I love that question. I love the honesty of your answer because um, I think mo most of what I post uh, it is planned out, you know, in advance. You know, I, I check calendars. You know, I try to find it, find trending ca uh, topics that I think will be trending in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to the National Day calendar, you know, like a couple weeks ago was Social Media Day, you know, and I hosted my own um, social media chat with people in the industry who do social media. And that was you know, we had a tremendous uh, response to that. Uh, so to me, we plan out. Uh, there are things, though, that come down the pipe that we're, we're like, hey, we have to do something today. Uh, you know, um, sure. you know, something happens, uh, breaking news, you know, things like that, where we have to kind of do things on the fly. But for the most part, uh, we plan out our stuff, too. And it's good to know that, you know, you, you guys, you have a team in place who takes social media seriously, and you're actually planning it out and thinking forward, you know, like, yeah, me. like I, I have, I have stuff in, in my head where I'm like, Oh, I really want to do a post next week, which look forward to it. Cause I'm going to do it, um, on how hydration can affect memory, how hydration can improve, um, you know, what we're doing day to day. Right. So right. Th there's uh, those ideas, but then it's really, for me, I just kind of go rogue and day up and go, Oh, well, you know, but right. yeah, I, because so Honestly, bro, like other than if I'm, if I'm planning my social media out, I just don't feel like it for me, it's authentic. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Like it has to be a gut feeling for me, but from the business standpoint for NASA apparel, we do plan a week out. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. You know, from a personal perspective, you, you may do things a little bit differently, you know, yeah. than what you do from a, from a business perspective. And that's mm -hmm. fine too. Um, you know, I, I do think that from a business perspective, planning out, at least having a calendar in place, um, yeah. you know, like for ASI, you know, we have a lot of editorial that we follow and we know that like right now, state of the industry last week was council awards. We have a lot going on that we can plan out, you know, yeah. well in advance. Um, but there are things that come up that if, if you post on the fly, seem a little bit more authentic than, uh, yeah. you know, what might be the plan stuff, but I'm a big believer in doing things real time. Like scheduling is, is okay when you need to do it, but you know, there's, there's something to be said about posting videos, live streams, doing things real time that seem more authentic than, than something that posts at, I don't know, uh, 11 o'clock on a Friday night that, you know, is like, you know, Hey, we're posting news content. You know, you're not posting it real time. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, so to me, I think that, you know, it's very important that, um, you know, you also kind of balance out what you're doing, you know, as a business um, planned out versus what you're doing real time and authentic. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Can I just say something? I saw Ellie uh, twice now is Ellie. Thank you for supporting my daughter. Thank you for that. Uh, very sweet. Yeah, she wrote watching Gracie dance is the best. Absolutely oh. mesmerizing. Um, and you. I know that she had had posted something earlier about Gracie. Um, all right, so we're gonna. You, you mentioned wellness. We're gonna get to that in a second. Now, I want to go back to the elevator pitch. Now, um, pre, you know, uh, internet, pre, social media, uh, elevator pitch was was verbal. Is now when it comes to elevator pitches on social media, I know you you mentioned that you are a big fan of doing actual like recorded videos and posting them to people's DMs. Um, so, what? What do you think works best? Do you do you still believe in the the audio, the the actual um, spoken word, or can you do an elevator pitch well through text? Absolutely, both, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I use an elevator pitch every day. Listen, you're you're even if you're not in sales, 
you're selling yourself every single day. If you're dating, you're selling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You're that's a sale. So at the end of the day, I definitely believe that everyone needs an elevator pitch. Hundred percent. It is a quick thirty second introduction as to who you are. It better be unique. It better be interesting. And for God's sakes, do not be boring. You're yes. going to lose people. I think about this. My dad here. here talking about my dad again, my dad loves American Idol and all those, the voice, and he loves those shows. And, you know, one thing that, that I noticed about these shows is you can have a contestant walk on stage within 10 seconds or less, one or a few of those judges have already made their decision. Right. They right. look and they, oh, the way they carry themselves or their, yeah. their mannerisms. And you can either know, okay, this person has it, or what is this? And so right. that's an elevator pitch, right? It's like, at the end of the day, you need to have that introduction provide value as to who you are it's a sale right every relationship is a sale you have to win that win that relationship over even if it's dating and um, i would argue that social media itself with what you post on social media is also an elevator pitch because yeah uh, years ago you know we used to kind of go over um content and and how we position it in social media and working with some people who didn't really believe in the in the power of the written word and i was like no i think you need to make sure that that the text supports whatever you're you're if you're posting a link you're posting a video right the, the text can be just as important because you're, you're trying to sell you're trying to get that engagement you're trying to get that click if you don't sell the person then they may not click they may not take that action if, if you're not memorable yeah like take the time to craft well, um, well-written messages, because that could be the difference between, you know, a click and an engagement to somebody who just scrolls by. So in, yeah. in, in essence, it's, a, it's an elevator pitch, social media. It is. And it's an opportunity to get people engaged. I personally start my elevator pitch with a problem, with a, with a problem because people love drama. They love conflict. So my, my, I'll actually going to read you the first line of my elevator pitch. Okay. Let's uh, hear it. Yeah. People come to me when they need to scale their business. That's the start of it. Okay. So I'm already, I'm giving you a problem. If yes. you need, I'm making people emotionally feel, well, shit, I, I want to scale yeah. my business. Can you help me? You know? And so um, that's it, you know? Yeah. And then I, I, I end it with sort of like this boom, which is, you know, uh, talking about boot camp, and, and I, I basically say, in fact, my most recent clients have reported an average margin boost of six points. If you're looking to scale your business, I'm your person. There you go. Yeah. Less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I feel like that's an extension that that's, you know, a, a tip that you can apply to so many facets of your business life, you know, not just, you know, in sales, but also in marketing, marketing as well. It, it's, it's about grabbing attention, you know, and, yeah. and the saturation that we have of marketing messages uh, that we receive all over the place. You need to stand out. You need to grab attention, and I think that's why it's important to have that that mentality, that elevator pitch in whatever you do for your business. And if you have kids, your kids need one. My daughter, we've worked on her elevator pitch because I want to equip my child with real life tools. Okay, I want her to understand how to convey who she is and what she does properly. Um, I have a question: Is there some place I can post in here my formula for an elevator pitch? 
Yeah, you can do that at the um, at the uh, end. At, you know, at the end, you can go into the Facebook feed or LinkedIn feed perfect. and certainly go in there. Um, but yeah, that's funny that you bring up kids. I have a 14 year old daughter myself, and um, yeah, that's some good advice. I'm going to have to Aww. work on her as well. All right, so a um, couple more questions. I know we're coming up on the hour. It goes, it flies by when you. I know. I'm having so much fun. So you, earlier you mentioned about hydration and and. You know, you're uh, you work out every day. You were a former fitness trainer. I know I'm I'm drinking water and coffee. You know, I, I have that little vice there. Welcome um, to the club. So um, you're obviously a big believer in in mental and physical fitness. Can you explain why that's important in business? Absolutely. Um, oh gosh, I'm, I told you I have no filter. Shit. Okay. So I know. When I, was working, I know. Sorry. Um, that's okay. When I was spent, you know, 10 years at Alpha Broder. Um, I remember looking at, you know, other leaders in the industry and, and other VPs of, you know, VPs and CEOs. And I just thought, get it together, you know, like, take care of yourself. You're leading a team of individuals. You're not even fit enough to do that. Get it together. Fit and in so what I respect. fit in what respect fit is in is in the respect of just having a fit mind and fit body, being able okay. to handle the travel, handle the setting the booth up, tearing the booth down, pivot, pivot, you know. And so I remember looking at some of the leaders I had thinking, if I'm ever a leader in this industry, I'm going to do things different. I am going to preach wellness. I'm going to get my team to work out with me. I'm going to change people's lives still in that wellness category, no matter what I'm selling, because I am a firm believer that God, you, everybody should be training for life. Right. Um, I have a business coach. Coaches need coaches. I said this a while ago and I've heard people repeat it recently this week. And it's true. My own business coach will love this man. Um, he actually sent me a text before and said, Hey, good luck today. So he, he coaches me and I, he holds me accountable. We talked about my training style and, and really why, why is fitness important? Because it allows you to be stronger, quicker, more nimble than the rest. And I know that I'm quicker than most people out there. And I've done that on purpose. I'm training for life. I have to be strong for my daughter. I have to be physically fit for my team. I have to be physically fit for all of the travel. I'm traveling, oh my gosh, so much between now and the end of the year. That's a lot on your body. Yes, You have definitely. to be on. I have to be on all the time. Last week, I was just on an elevator. I had to be on. There was no downtime. Right. So at the end of the day, that is stamina. And that is, I'm a big believer in, in cardio. Uh, I do. I do a lot of MMA. I do a lot of boxing, Pilates, yoga. I swim maybe once or twice a month. I try and get a swim in. Um, I lift weights a lot, but, but that is all a mood booster. And I am able because of that to present the best version of myself. Yeah. Now, now I feel deficient because I don't come close to doing as much working out as you do, but I do. I, I'm a big believer that, you know, eat right. Um, yeah. You know, exercise, like to me, it doesn't even have to be much. You know, you, you went over like a gamut of things that, you know, it, it's quite a bit. And I know a lot of people in this industry, you know, they're, they talk about, oh, I don't have time. You got to make time. You really do. Like for me, a 30 minute walk, um, you know, I have a Peloton, I'll go for a 30 minute ride and that'll be it. But I try to do it every day. Um, yeah. Drink, Amazing. Drink a lot of water. Um, I've, I've reduced the amount of alcohol that I drink um, in the last couple of years. Good. A lot of people during the pandemic went the other way. You know, they yeah they drank a lot and you know stress and all that. Me, I, I unraveled. You know, I went from you know drinking you know fourteen beers a, a week to more like you know fourteen a month, and now I'm down to like you know a handful of drinks a month. Um, to me, I feel like 
it's it's resulted in better sleep. Um, yes. You know, uh, memory. Better better memory. Um, better um, uh, or losing weight. You know, I'm not trying to lose weight, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you cut out alcohol, and it's like it just kind of happens. Uh, so to me, I feel like. Yes, if you, especially for those people who travel a lot, you know, I, I wasn't at the ASI show last week, but I know people who, you know, in, in my company who are traveling just so much and the fatigue, um, you know, and then you factor in all the delays and all this, all these problems, that, you know, with flying these days and travel, it's it's such a nightmare that you really need to have to be as mentally and physically yeah. fit as possible to really sustain it. And I just realized, I, I realized where this came from, Chris Blakesley, you know, and I, I really talked to him and he's, a, I have such a huge respect for this man, but he hired me back at Alpha Britter. And I remember he was our VP of actually, and I'm sure he still does. He did a lot of weightlifting. He's jacked. Um, a lot of boxing. I remember he did some boxing for a while, but I remember like, I just remember follow what he was doing in his footsteps because he did it right. He look where yeah. he is now. You know, and fitness was a huge aspect of that. And he's very vocal about that. You know, he works out. Yeah, I don't know, Chris, but I've seen pictures of him. And um, you know, I, was like, oh, this, for sure. yeah, I was like, this guy is pretty fit. Um, yeah. All right, Jenna, we, I have one more question. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Um, again, Jenna Coranta from um, NASA Apparel. Uh, but my last question, I always end the podcast with a fun question. Um, and if you go onto Jenna's social media, whether it's Instagram or on LinkedIn, um, you post a video of you doing a trick shot where you actually, uh, <laughs> you shoot, uh, you know, the cue ball over a hat and you sink the eight ball, um, difficult billiard shot. I've, I've tried it a million times, never did it. Um, who taught you to do that? And have you ever made money shooting pool? My dad. Oh my gosh. My dad's an incredible, incredible billiard player. Um, he used to run tables. He probably still can, but I grew up with a pool table in my home. Uh, okay. my dad taught me that trick and had a masse around a ball. So I can, right. I'm definitely uh, an okay pool player. Thanks to my dad. He taught me that. Awesome. Well, yeah. again, this has been a, a tremendous conversation. Uh, a, an hour has fl flown by um, and that's always a good sign that the conversation was great. Um, people were engaged. Uh, I'm sure there's, there's a bunch of other comments and questions in there. Uh, I know that Ellie says not a vice coffee. Cause I called it a vice earlier because, <laughs> but look, Hey, you know, the funny thing about me, like, you know, in my, um, in my attempt to become a little bit better in my wellness, like I've given up, I've given up caffeinated coffee. I do decaf. It was awful at first. Awful. Yeah. And now a year later, um, I'm doing decaf and I'm like, okay, listen, yeah, that's, I don't get those headaches anymore. Like it works. Mod moderation with everything. But at the end of the day, I love a good whiskey sour, right? I do. Um, I love a good eggnog and brandy at Christmas time, but if I, for the most part, you'll never see me weak during, drink during the week or at a or at a function in, uh, in the workspace because I just I don't believe in it. I yeah. want to stay sharp. I want to stay professional, and you know, I just I just want to be me. I don't want anything else to misrepresent me in those moments. So I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So Jenna, yeah. if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Oh gosh, uh, JQ at nos k n o s s dot com or on Instagram is the best way. I communicate a lot on Instagram. It's just Jenna Peranta. That's me. Yeah, and you're also very um, uh, responsive on LinkedIn as well. So um, I think you reached out to me, or I, I reached out to you within minutes. You you had had responded back to me. So so yeah, that's um, uh, Jenna Quanta for uh, NOS Apparel again. Jenna, thank you so much for your time thank today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to do this and talk about NOS and, and just share about wellness. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks again. Okay. We'll see you next time on the Social Angle.